If you'll turn in your Bibles this morning, we're going to be in John chapter 3. And Pastor Sean has been a great friend to me over the past few years. And uh, we've had a lot of good talks. And uh, the other day, he gave me a book. He gave me a going away present. And it is a great book. And in one of the spaces in there, it talked about what we're supposed to be known for. And uh, I want us to read this morning. So let's all stand. We're going to be in John chapter 13. I'm going to read two verses here. It says, a new command I give to you, verse 34 and verse 35. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Let's pray. Father, this morning, we just want you to come and speak into our hearts. And Father, I pray that as we're here this morning, that you would challenge each one of us to follow you as we have seen Pastor Sean and Brooke doing, just letting go and, and doing what you tell us to do and, and using the gifts that you've given us to serve you. And Father, we thank you for their example. And I pray today, Father, that uh, we have seen you and that we will follow you like we have seen them do. And we ask these things today in Jesus' name, amen. The Word says that we're to love one another, and it says, and we're going to be talking about this for the next few weeks, it says that this is what you're going to be known for. And people are known for many things. Some people are known for good things, and some people are known for bad things. But you're always known for something that is different than what anybody else can do. When you go, when you go on the YouTube, people try to do things to get on the YouTube so that they get hits, but they never do regular things. They want to be known for something different. And there's people that, that do crazy basketball shots and things like that. And, and it's always something, or athletic feats or something like that. And people are known for different things. I was thinking about the Olympics and people like that. And Michael Phelps is known as one of the greatest swimmers. Well, why is he known for that? Because he is one of the greatest swimmers ever. He can do something that no one else can. And so to be known for something, it has to be something that other people have not seen before and, and something that is different. And, uh, and to be known and to be like these guys that do these athletics and things like that, they have to work at whatever it is that they're known for. They have to practice it. They have to be at it every day. They have to build muscle memory. They have to build muscle. They have to, if they have a talent, uh, if it's a singing talent or something like that, it's not something that it just comes overnight. It's something that they're going to be known for it that they have to work at. And so it's something that is done over time. Uh, stores, companies are known for different things. When I was a kid, uh, Walmart had just kind of started. And I remember when the first Walmart came to Ava, I had never heard of Walmart. And everybody was like, Walmart's coming. I was like, wow, what is Walmart? And when I saw it, it was, the, it was one of the greatest things I'd ever seen was Walmart. But during the early, late 70s, early 80s, Walmart 
was known for something other than low prices. And there was a saying that went around when I was a kid, and it was Walmart fall apart. Walmart was not only known for low prices, they were also known for low quality. And over the years, Walmart has worked to try to get not only low prices, but high quality. And they had to work to get past what someone had said about them. And so to be known for something, you have to work at it. And we are to be known, and God has called us as the church to be known. Now listen to this. The reason that people are supposed to know us is the way that we love one another. And so if we're going to be known for love, then we need to learn how to strengthen our love. How do we get our love to where it's different than what anybody else sees, to where we strengthen our love? If we want to be known for our love, we can't just say, I love you. If you say, if you say a lot of people say, oh, I love you, and this and that. And, but to be known for love, there, you have to do it. It has to be seen. If you're going to be known for love, if our church is going to be known for love, it has to be seen by the people around you. If you tell your wife you love her, she might believe that for a while, but if you never show her, she's not going to believe it. You're going to have to do things. You're going to have to uh, not only say it, but you're going to have to show her that you love her. If your kids, if you tell your kids you love them, they need to know it, and so they have to be shown. And so inside the church, there are things that we want to show people, that we want to show that we really do care, that we really do love. And, and so when we do that, we have to show them through our actions. And so Jesus told his disciples, he said, I'm going to equip you to show my love. I'm going to give you the things that you need to show love. And he told them this before they left heaven. And so they, he, he tells them this right here in John uh, 13, to show, to, so they'll know that when it comes time for the church to come, that they're going to have to do these things. So I went over to Ephesians chapter 4, and you can follow me if you want to, but Ephesians chapter 4, and it's verses 11 and 12, and I read them earlier this morning. But he said, it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. To prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. And if you read in some of the other uh, translations, it says so that the body may mature, so that the body will grow, so that the body will get stronger. And so God takes and he says, I want the church to be known for love. That's what I want them to be known for. And then Jesus, and then uh, the Apostle Paul says that God says, I'm going to take some people and I'm going to equip them so that they can equip the church so that we will be known for this. And as we've gone through this and, and been part of this, Pastor Sean is a pastor. God has called him to be a pastor. God has equipped him to be a pastor. And he's called Pastor Sean and Brooke to serve in this role. And he has given them the abilities that they need to do this. But I thought, got to thinking, what if Pastor Sean said three years ago or three and a half years ago, whatever it was, I, I really, and, and I know that it was, you know, when, when Morgan said uh, it was hard, it was going to be hard to get him out of Ava, I, I 
I didn't know. I didn't know what they would do. When I first approached them, I remember the first time we, we talked about it, we were in, in uh, uh, Olive Garden up in Springfield. And we talked about it. It's going to be hard to leave. And they was like, yeah, and all this stuff. But Pastor Sean had been called. He had been called. But what if, what if he, and he had been equipped, but what if he said, you know what? I know I've been called, and I know I've been equipped, and I know this is what God's supposed to, what God wants to do in my life, but I'm not going to use that. I'm just going to keep it, and I'm just going to live down here in Ava, and I'm just going to do what is easy and what is comfortable. I'm just going to do that. Wouldn't that be the waste of a call and a waste of an equipping? And that's not what he did. Pastor Sean came, and, and, and he, could, he could have done that. He could have just went to church. He could have just sat and listened to sermons. He could have went to Sunday school classes. And they could have went down there and went to church and been part of the church. But it wouldn't have done any good because God called him to something else. And he had called him to equip people to make known the love of Christ. And we, and not only Pastor Sean is supposed to use his gifts, but we're supposed to use our gifts as well. And God calls us to that. And if you read 1 Peter 4.10, you don't have to turn there. I've, got it, I'm write it, I've written it down here. Each of you, and this is talking about everybody. Each of you is everybody. He's not just talking to pastors here. He's not just talking to Sunday school teachers or worship leaders or anybody else. He's saying each of you, everybody. So nobody gets away from this one. This verse is for everybody. The other verses, he calls some for this and that. He calls some for special things. He's got, he's got specific things for some people. But everybody, each of you, should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. You see, it's in the serving of others that we will be known for our love. And each of you have a gift. Everybody here has some sort of gift. And, and the gift is used to make known the love of God, and we use it, and we serve others, and so that we know the gift. So we need to use our gift, whatever the gift that God has given us. And he says that when we use it, if you, if you go back to Ephesians 4.13, it says it causes you, when you use that gift, it causes you to mature, to mature in your faith. I remember when Pastor Sean came. Pastor Sean, didn't even, you did not even have your local license. He was, not, he was not even a pastor when we called him. He was, he was just a rank amateur layman. And he said, I don't even, I don't even, I'm, not, I'm not even a pastor. I don't even have my pastor's license. I said, we can do that. We know how to do that. But he had a call. And I remember him saying, I remember him and, and we talking. And he said, he said, I don't really know what I'm doing. And I said, I said, you never will. You never will. The Lord will give you as you need. But as we have gone along through this process in the past three years, and it don't even seem like three years, but in the past three years, he has used his gift, and the word says, all of you, everybody, pastors, evangelists, no matter who, but everybody as well, use your gift to serve. And so Pastor Sean did what the word says. He used his gift, and he served and served and served. Brooke and the whole family has come along and served. I want you to know that they have served. They, they get a salary, but what they 
do is a service. It is serving. And so they have served. And the word says that when you serve, that you mature. And over the past three years, Pastor Sean has matured and grown. And we have seen that. And, and as we were going through this process, and I, I remembered uh, when Pastor Sean first came and we were talking and we were talking about what this looked like and things like that, he said, I don't know if this is what I will do forever. He said, I don't know if youth pastoring is, is my forever calling. And I said, I said, is it for right now? And he said, I think it is for right now. And so as we have gone through this, we have watched him use his gifts, and we've watched him mature, and I'll just be honest with you, about six months ago, my wife warned me what was coming. She said, I can see something's changing, and that God's calling, and that God's working. And the day that he told me, I didn't act very surprised because my wife had already told me. She said, I, I see it, I sense it. God is doing something different. And so he's used his gifts, he's matured, and he is going to continue to use his gifts to serve others. And I just want to challenge Pastor Sean and Brooke, continue to use the gifts that God has given you. Continue what you have started here and God will continue to use those to show the love of Christ. Pastor Sean has served as a pastor. And the word says that when you serve, that you make the love of God known. And we as a church are not, we're not only, not individuals are called, but all of us are called. And we're called, and I want you to think about this this week as, you're, as we're kind of going through this. This is what we're supposed to be known for. Of all the things that the church can be known for, we are to be known for the way we love one another. That's supposed to be the thing that when someone says, hey, what do you think of the church of Nazarene? That's what we're supposed to be known for. You can be known for all kinds of different things. You can be known for different things, but he said, the word says that the church is to be known for its love. And in order for the church to be known for its love, everybody has to use their gift to serve because it's when we serve that we make love known, that we make the love known. And so we have to, so everybody has to use their gifts. Pastor Sean and Brooke have been gifted as pastors and that is their gift. And they have used it and they have served and they have showed and they, have, and they will continue to do that. But I want to ask the rest of you this morning, what is your gift and I want you to think about this this morning because I think lots of times we think, oh, I don't have to have a gift. I can just come to church. I can just sit in my pew. I can just sit in my seat. And I don't have to do anything. And you don't have to. But that's not what the Word says. The Word says that if you're part of the church, that if you're part of the body, that God has given you some gift. Now, he hasn't called everybody here to be a pastor, but he has called you and given you a gift. And the word says that everybody is to use their gift to serve. And so if you might sit here this morning and say, I don't have a gift. Yes, you do. Paul says everybody has a gift. Paul says that you have a gift 
that nobody else has. And whatever that gift is, you're not supposed to just sit in your seat. You're not supposed to just come to church. You're not supposed to just sing the songs. You're not supposed to just sit here and and take in. The Word says that you're supposed to use your gift and give. And it says that when we give and serve, that the love of Christ is known. So I want to ask you this morning, what is your gift? You say, well, my gift really, it really isn't that important. I want you to know that every gift is important. Every part is important. Whatever your gift is, we need it. Whatever your gift is, we need it because every part is important. Pastor Sean is a gifted pastor, and he has used that. And we have all, I want to know, say, we've all been blessed by that. We just saw a video of people who have been blessed by that. Do you not think that God wants to take your gift and bless others with it? He said, well, my gift is little. My, my, my little gift doesn't really matter. It's, 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 probably just, it's probably just something that would be insignificant, and, and I don't even really know what it is. Well, this week I've got some homework for you. I got homework for you this week. And all the kids are like, oh, homework. I hate homework. Okay. It's not hard, I don't think. I want you to get really serious with God this week. And I want you to sit down and in your prayer time, I want you to just ask God specifically, what is my gift? Because I'm going to ask you to write it down on a piece of paper and I want to see it next week. This is written homework. I'm going to give you the piece of paper. If you need a pen, I'll get you a pen. You can text it to me if you want to. Whatever. But I really, I, I really want to see. I want you to go home and figure out what is my gift. And you might think, well, you know, my little part, it, it, really, isn't, it really isn't that important. On Friday night at my house, me and Matt sat down to put my clawfoot tub faucet together. And when I say me and Matt sat down to do this, I mean Matt sat down to put my clawfoot tub faucet together. And I had a box about this big, and we dumped it all over the floor and tried to figure that thing out. And there was lots of pieces, wasn't there, Matt? And when you look at the faucet, when you look at a faucet, the first thing you think of is, you know, it's got the thing that comes down the water and the handles. And, and, when, you look, and when you look at the faucet at the store, all they have is that, is that faucet. And you look at it and you say, that is a faucet. And the faucet is to get the water into the tub. And, and, and you look at the main part and you don't really notice all the other parts to it. I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of parts in there, Matt. There's a lot of parts. And we sat in there and worked and thought and looked and there was connections just one right after another I mean just one right after another to get it up just to get the water in there and then it connected again and then it's just connections everywhere and it had the big it had the big chrome part and it had the chrome supply lines and it had the little chrome shutoffs and the chrome thing here and the chrome thing there and there's just all these big pieces but then there's this whole bunch of stuff that about 10 little rubber washers 
and some and some little other pieces. And you and you look at that, and I'm gonna tell you, Matt, he goes, uh, sometimes they just give you extra parts. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I think these are pretty important. <laughs> He's like, oh no, sometimes there's extra stuff. And I was like, now, he didn't say that about any of the rubber stuff, but there were some parts, and he's like, I don't know what that's for. <laughs> so we put all this together. And, when we, and, he, and, and, he, and he went under the house, and he was, he was hooking it up under, and he goes, I've got it all hooked up. But when he'd, when he'd crack the lines, when he'd, cut the, when he'd cut the PEX line, I'd shut everything off, and he said, bleed, bleed out all the, he said, turn on a faucet and bleed out the valves. So there's no pressure. So in the bathroom, and, and I had set, I had set, I had a, a, a styrofoam cup that I was drinking pop out of, and I set it in there, and I turned on, I turned on, I turned it on, and bled it out, and then I set the cup underneath it because I, I just forgot that I'd left it open. And I was thinking in my mind, I was thinking, this thing, all these connections, something's going to leak. And Matt was like, no, he said, he said, and he, we found a place for every little washer, didn't we? everything and he was like this is how it goes together and you need every one of them when this time he goes turn it on i said are you sure and he said oh yeah turn it on you know he's under the house he ain't gonna get wet he's like turn it on we got we got every part so i turned it on and i walked from the back of the house around the corner and all i could hear was Shh, and it was just it's, i was like it's squirting everywhere so i run back and I shut it off, and I walk back in there, and I look at the tub, and there's no water anywhere, and I had left that cup underneath the faucet with the faucet open, and it was hitting that cup, and it was just going, and I was like, every part was important. Every rubber washer Every rubber compression fitting, every little screw, every part is important. And when we put it all together, it goes on and off, and it fills the tub, and the tub drains, and everything works because every part is important. Your gift, your gift is important. Pastor Sean's gift is important. And when, when we called Pastor Saron, he said, I'll just, I'll, I'll use whatever I've got. And he has. And he has. And the Lord has blessed that. And now, as you have matured, God has called him to something different. And God will continue to use your gifts. And I would like to, you know, he came in my office and he goes, he goes, this is what's, this is what's going to happen. And I said, well, what do, you, what do you want me to say? No, you can't go, you know. He goes, well, this is what God's calling me to. And I wanted to say, no, he didn't. I'm pretty sure you need to go back and answer the phone again and see what he said. No, he didn't. And, and people have asked me that. And they said, well, well what, what, do you, what do you think? I mean, Pastor Sean, you call. And I said, what am I supposed to do? Say so you can't go. You can't do that. You can't. God has called, and although we're sad, I'm I'm rejoicing too. I'm rejoicing to see what God's going to do. Because when you let go, 
And this is how, and I'm telling you, this is, this, is the, this is the thing that I appreciate so much about Pastor Sean and Brooke. They've got a lot that they could hold on to here. Not only here, but with their family and with her granddad and things down there. There's lots of things they can hold on to. But they're just God whatever. And that's what I appreciate most about you guys. And so, today, we want you to continue to use the gifts that God has given you. And we know that you will. But church, I want to challenge you. Because we have to, we have to keep going. We have to keep going. And it'd be easy just to say, well, Pastor Sean left, so now I don't know what to do, and I don't, I don't know, you know, what am I going to do? But we've got to keep going. And it's all hands on deck. And it's every part, every gift is required for us to be what God has called us to be. You understand this morning? And I want to challenge everybody, you know, I, when I say I gave you homework, I'm giving you homework. I want you to go home and get on your knees and say, what is my gift? What is my gift? Because God says, I'm to use my gift to further the kingdom. Find your gift. And next Sunday, then, we're going to go on from there. But this week, I want you to search and find your gift. Will you do that for me? Yes? Somebody shake your head. Wake up, shake your head, all right? We want, to, we want to honor Pastor Sean and Brooke and his family this morning. I'd like for the ushers to come, if they would. And we want to give you... Sorry. Just hold out your hands. That'll be, that'll be fine. We want to give you an opportunity this morning to show your love to them through a love offering this morning before, before they leave. And uh, you can, you can, we want you to be very generous this morning. There is a lot of expense in moving, and there is in the house, and you know how it is when you go from one place to another and all these things like that. And, and Sean is really weird. He likes to have all matching drapery and linen. And he's just funny that way. And I don't know why he is. No. Huh? Highly inaccurate. <laughs> but he is going to need some, some more beard wax. And, and that's, that stuff, that's expensive. And, and out there, the, the, the climate is drier. So it's going to require a lot of beard waxing. And so we want to, we want to uh, help him with his beard wax. Now, we, want, we really, we just want to give you an opportunity this morning to be generous and, and show love to them. And so we're going to give them a love offering this morning. And then when we're done, we're going to have them come up and we're going to get the church around and we're going to pray over them this morning and send them into what God has for them. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for the time that we have had. And... Thank you for what you're going to do. And we just ask this morning that you would help us as a church to be a blessing to those who have been a blessing to us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.